Welcome to Recloseted Radio, the top-rated podcast for slow fashion founders. Whether you're thinking about launching a slow fashion brand, scaling an existing sustainable apparel company, or looking to make a brand more environmentally friendly, we have you covered. I'm your host, Selena Ho, and each week I'm sharing my proven strategies or interviewing industry experts. Without any further ado, let's get started. There has been so much change over the past few years, whether it's COVID or weather abnormalities or supply chain shortages. There's just been so much change and that's really affected the fashion industry. So in this episode, I'm really going to talk about an overview of what next year might look like for the fashion industry and how you can really set yourself up for success and really prepare you and your brand. We've seen a lot happen in the past couple of years, and we've also learned a lot as well. And so what I did was I summarized some of the things that I've been seeing from an industry perspective, as well as some of the things that I've seen our clients go through. And I'm outlining it in this episode today to really equip you with a lot of facts and a lot of just other perspectives so that you can really, again, just best prepare yourself for this next year. I'm going to break down this episode into three key points that I've really seen happen in the industry and also with our clients. And these key points are as follows. So the first one is supply chain uncertainties. The second one is increased cost of goods sold or COGS. And then the third one is some design trends that I've seen. Kicking things off with supply chain uncertainties, when it comes to your materials, there's been a lot of disruption over the past couple of years that cannot be denied from shipping disruptions like harbor shutdowns, there's been port congestions, There's also been some container shortages and there's also capacity issues. Those have across the board really resulted in a lot of delays and also a lot of shortages depending on the types of materials that your brand uses and really sources. And so that's been definitely something that's been tricky to navigate because you will maybe not be able to accommodate all the demand that your customers want and you maybe won't be able to get product to them in a timely manner. But then on the flip side, it's also driving prices up, right? And so we'll talk about that a little bit more in the second point where I talked about increased COGS, but definitely shipping disruptions are really, really difficult to deal with. And so a lot of our clients now try to keep things as local or as domestic as possible, both from a just a, you know, ease perspective, because you don't necessarily have to ship things from overseas. But also from a carbon perspective, right? Like if you can try to source things locally, support local businesses, and really keep things streamlined, then it can be really beneficial for you and your business. Another thing too that we've noticed with the supply chain uncertainty is definitely as a result of COVID because consumers shopping and spending habits have also been just all over the place because I think for a long time, consumers were saving or not really buying anything. And then things started to open up and get better in different parts of the world. Every part of the world is a little bit different right now. There's different waves, there's different vaccination rates, all that stuff. But, you know, people started going from saving to spending and then going back to saving again. It's really been all over the place. And because of that, 
brands' demands have also been all over the place because sometimes people are buying clothes, sometimes they're not, or there's certain types of clothes they're buying, like loungewear, and then all of a sudden people are sick of loungewear and they're buying stuff for their vacations because they want to take vacation. Like things are all over the place, and because of that, I've also noticed that a lot of our manufacturing partners and friends have also been just all over the place and kind of getting whiplash as well. And so this is probably going to continue into next year. And I read a McKinsey report that said that this uneven spending and this uneven, just kind of all over the place trends will probably last until next year. And then as a global economy or society, the recovery is likely going to filter into next year as well because the dust is still settling and we're by no means through the thick of it with COVID, I think. So it's probably going to go into next year. And so just buckle up and just try to really figure out what worked for you in this last year and where your consumers or your ideal consumers rather their heads are at and what they're really looking for from you. Raw materials also really struggled throughout the last couple of years. And you likely noticed this because maybe some of the materials that you buy, the prices went up or you couldn't get a hold of them. There was a lot of flow and supply issues with China. There was a lot of limited supplies. And then, of course, because there's less supply, there's going to be higher costs, which goes into the second point of increased COGS. But based on what was happening, that's not unexpected. It, it makes sense, right? And so a lot of our clients ended up trying to buy bulk so that they only had to deal with something once and tried to secure prices. Or they teamed up with our other clients and tried to buy more quantities to bring the cost back down. And then I also mentioned that some of our clients just try to source locally as much as possible as well. And unsurprisingly, online sales really spiked during COVID because people just didn't want to leave their homes. And then I think the convenience of online shopping and getting things just delivered to your door really stuck with people. And we always knew online and e-commerce was going to be the future anyways, but I think COVID just really accelerated a lot of maybe later adopters. And so this is definitely going to stay. Online shopping is going to definitely be king coming up. So if you haven't already, really make sure your e-commerce is really set up for success and your online storefront is something that converts and is representative of your brand and is something that you're proud of. So in conclusion, I foresee some supply chain uncertainties continuing into next year, especially given that a lot of these weather abnormalities that we're seeing, it's not like they're going to go away. I think they're going to continue. So that's definitely going to affect supply chain as well. I mean, I don't have a crystal ball. I can't predict if we're going to have, you know, another freak snowstorm or a flood or a tornado or something. But I do think that we're probably going to see more and more of that given where we are with our climate. So that's definitely going to affect supply chain. And in terms of COVID, we are definitely in a much better place than we were a couple of years ago just because we have a vaccine now and there's more and more people getting vaccinated. That being said, the virus is always mutating or changing or whatever the scientific term is, and we still have people that aren't vaccinated yet. And so I foresee us continuing to see impacts of COVID into next year. It may not be as much as when it was in 2020, and thank God for that, but we're going to continue to see some disruptions for sure from COVID into next year as well. 
The next thing that I foresee continuing to increase next year is just that increase in your COGS or your cost of goods sold. In Vancouver, Canada, which is where I'm from, inflation for this year, I think was like 4.4 or 4.6%. It's something crazy like that. And I know that across the world, inflation's definitely hitting hard. So not only do we have supply chain uncertainties and issues and disruptions which drive up your raw materials and your material prices, but we also have inflation. So everything across the board is just more expensive from your production labor to your raw materials to maybe your office rent and even to your labor or your interns because I think minimum wages across the board are also increasing. So everything, bottom line, is becoming more expensive. And so your COGS are increasing, but it's still so important to maintain your profitability. So you want to make sure that you're still keeping a healthy profit margin. And that's something I'm really stressing and working through with all of our clients as well. Charge what you need to charge to cover your costs and also make sure that your business is still profitable. Don't feel bad if you need to increase prices or things need to change a little bit in your business because let's face it, everyone else under the sun is increasing their prices as well. So it's fair that you do that as well so that you can continue to stay in business and continue to make an impact on the fashion industry. And the third thing I wanted to talk about was some design trends that I'm seeing both from an industry perspective and also with our clients. With our clients, because a lot of them have seen that materials are more expensive and also production labor has gone up, they are now trying to simplify their designs whenever possible. So just trying to use one material or trying to really limit the amount of fabric that's being used or trying to cut it in a way where it's zero waste. Like I think that's some things that you can definitely do. And then by simplifying your designs, it also takes less production time. And, you know, if you can save a few minutes or even hours off of every single piece, that definitely helps you from a COGS perspective. But then also with customers and just everyday people coming out of a recession or some economic turmoil, a lot of people typically try to buy pieces that are a little bit more basic or a little bit more stable or something that they can wear for years and years to come. In other words, they want to invest in something that will be a staple and just be timeless for seasons and years to come. And that really ties well with kind of simplifying some of those designs a little bit. And when I say simplifying your designs, I don't mean that you can't still be creative and you can't still be unique. I just mean, for example, designing seams a certain way or how the fabric lays or, you know, thinking outside the box a little bit so that you can potentially save some material or you can potentially save some production labor or maybe your ideal customer can wear something different ways because it's reversible. Like just thinking outside the box a little bit and just keeping in mind where your ideal customer is right now and what they may want to invest in. Efficiency in design and product development is also something that we've been really helping with our clients and I've seen a lot of other brands focus on as well because there's really no room to be inefficient anymore when everything is just so expensive. Like time is definitely money as well. And so really trying to streamline, make things efficient, have processes, have really clear communication with all of your partners, like making sure all that is down pat, especially from a design perspective, so that you can continue to 
make your products at a reasonable rate is really, really important. And I've also noticed that from a design process perspective, there's been a lot of digitization. So people have always done digital patterns, which is amazing, but I've also seen now there's been a lot more virtual sampling. We also do virtual fit meetings with some of our design clients, and we've done it in a way now where it's actually really efficient and it's almost as good as in person. I still don't think there's ever going to be like an in-person fit meeting, but you know we've done our best, especially with COVID restrictions. So definitely seeing more digitization and that really speaks to my previous point about more efficiency in the design and the product development as well. And so those are some of the three changes that I foresee for the fashion industry next year. However, I know all of this was kind of negative. I don't want it to seem like doom and gloom. The one thing that I am really excited about and proud of is that I think sustainability is continuing to become more and more mainstream, if you will. And I kind of hate saying that, but it is good for it to become mainstream because in that way, it means that it's scaling, it's taking off and really people are caring about it and the scales will tip, which is great. And so it's really needed what you're doing, but I just wanted to be realistic with you and level set with you about what I've been seeing. So you can really set yourself up for success and really know what the facts are. I do not want you to be operating your business blindly. I really want you to be set up for success. And so take some of the things that I've talked about in this podcast episode and reflect on what you may want to try or do differently or change for next year so that you are aware and you can continue to thrive and stay in business. That's really all I want. And if you have any questions or you want any additional support, do not be shy. Please send us a DM. Our DMs are always open to you and you can reach us on Instagram at Recloseted or you can also send us an email as well to hey at recloseted.com. And that was today's episode. If you enjoyed it and you took a lot out of it, it would be greatly appreciated if you could take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories and tag us at Recloseted. Additionally, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe because new episodes will be automatically downloaded and it also helps us as well to continue to provide this podcast for free to you and continue to share all of these valuable resources. If you haven't already, also make sure you rate Recloseted 5 stars if you think we deserve it and write a positive review. That really helps us as well. And we will see you again next week. And in the meantime, together, let's write the harmful fashion industry.